This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. But basically, my point is misogyny is a whole journey. It doesn't start right away with violence. It doesn't start right away, not necessarily with hatred. It, sometimes it starts with prejudices, with stereotypes, you know, with ridicule, belittling. And then from those prejudices into aversion of women, it's a short journey. And from aversion into hatred, and from hatred into violence. We're living in a world in which, unfortunately, we are seeing an escalating amount of acts of violence targeted against women and girls. Misogyny is a hate crime. And I think it is very important that when we witness acts of misogyny, when we hear words of misogyny, that we, 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 we speak up and we speak out that we express that we're not okay with it, you know, that we interfere. Also in ourselves, sometimes we might internalize without being aware of it. You know, we might be using this dualistic way of thinking. Let's also see how we ourselves are using words and proverbs or jokes. But basically what I'm trying to see, say is, whenever, wherever you witness an act of misogyny, please call it out, please speak up, speak out. Um, let us make it clear that this is not okay and this is a hate crime. So recently the Justice Secretary on TV was asked whether he thought misogyny should be considered a hate crime. And in response he said that misogyny was absolutely wrong whether it was a man against a woman or a woman against a man. And that answer is highly problematic. And in order to understand why and how, we need to take a closer look at this concept, misogyny. What does it mean? How does it work? And why is it that it is so widespread, so dominant uh, in our societies across the world today? If we do not understand what misogyny means, if we do not understand how it works and perpetuates itself, there's no way we can solve this problem. The word itself has been with us for a very, very long time. You can trace its linguistic origins all the way back to ancient Greece. And basically, it is composed of two parts. So on the one hand, you have the, the word misos, which means hatred. And on the other hand, you have gyne, which means women. So for instance, the word gynecology is connected to the same root. Or interestingly, the English word for queen, the English word queen, is distantly connected to Guinea as well. And therefore, clearly, when you bring these two pieces together, misogyny translates as women-hater, you know, hatred that is targeted at, that is directed towards women. 
I mentioned that the, the word itself has been with us for a very long time, but so has the practice of misogyny and also the philosophy of misogyny. And once again, it might be helpful to take a closer look at ancient Greek philosophers. The very first name that comes to my mind is Aristotle. I am interested in Aristotle's philosophy and I find it important that it is so multi-layered, you know, the, the, the depth of it, the width of it. However, I also find it significant and necessary that we are aware of the sexism that is embedded in Aristotle's way of thinking. Basically, this is a very um, dualistic way of looking at the world. There is always a binary opposition at its heart. And according to this dualistic reading, men are associated with a higher existence. You know, they are more superior, they're more supreme, whereas women are regarded as inferior and weak and incomplete. Men are associated with the intellect. Men are thinkers, whereas women are associated with emotions and sentiments and feelings. And feelings mislead us, you know, they're not as important or as superior as thoughts. In this uh, framework, women are also associated with sexuality, with the body. And this binary opposition, this duality actually has been with us all the way, you know, to this present day. Still to this day, we associate women with emotions and we think men are less emotional which is nonsense in my opinion, men and women, human beings are emotional creatures. But I also want to give you uh, another example. Uh, in, in intensely patriarchal countries or cultures, and when I say this, I'm also aware of the fact that patriarchy is universal, you know, it's across the globe. But in some cultures, it is more visible, it is more, you know, condensed. Where I come from, for instance, in my motherland, and when you look at these patriarchal settings, you might be surprised to see that within the private space, sometimes in our households, we can be a bit matriarchal in the sense that we might respect a matriarch. We, we might listen to a matriarch. And that matriarch is the grandmother. You know, we respect our grandmothers. But grandmothers are, you know, not regarded as women exactly. What do I mean by that? You know, grandmothers are defeminized, they're desexualized. That's another category altogether. So all I'm trying to say is women are not respected until the day they are regarded as old, you know, very old in the eyes of the society. Misogyny comes uh, in a whole spectrum of practices. And I also believe it's important to understand the role of language how it's perpetuated, how it's legitimized, seemingly innocent words or jokes, stereotypes, cliches, prejudices, very much keep misogyny alive. For instance, in Turkish we say sözünün eri, which basically means a man of his word. It doesn't occur to us that you can use that expression for a woman. Uh, you know, we identify men with uh, a more tough um, existence, like you have your principles. I also find it interesting that we use words like toughen up or don't be a sissy, you know, don't be girly. Um, none of this is innocent. It's not only in our present day societies or traditional proverbs that you can see traces of misogyny. Even today in AI, in artificial intelligence, you can find traces of misogyny. And that's not because AI itself has 
this bias, but because we project as human beings, we have projected our own biases, gender biases, into AI uh, and algorithms. For instance, Google Translate has been criticized so many times, especially when there's a translation from a gender-neutral language, such as Turkish, into, let's say, the English language. Um, the, the algorithm or the, the AI assumes that, for instance, engineers are almost always men. Um, but, you know, nurses are women, doctors are men. So, you know, these, these cliches, um, whenever you use terms like, um, you know, in Turkish we have only a gender-neutral term, or, or did something important, the AI assumes that or is a man. So all I'm trying to say is we need to be aware of the ways in which uh, language is being used in order to uh, in order for the continuity of misogyny. But basically, my point is misogyny is a whole journey. It doesn't start right away with violence. It doesn't start right away, not necessarily with hatred. It, sometimes it starts with prejudices, with stereotypes, you know, with ridicule, belittling. And then from those prejudices into aversion of women, it's a short journey. And from aversion into hatred, and from hatred into violence. We're living in a world in which, unfortunately, we are seeing an escalating amount of acts of violence targeted against women and girls. Misogyny is a hate crime. And I think it is very important that when we witness acts of misogyny, when we hear words of misogyny, that we, 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 we speak up and we speak out, that we express that we're not okay with it, you know, that we interfere. Also in ourselves, sometimes we might internalize without being aware of it. You know, we might be using this dualistic way of thinking. Let's also see how we ourselves are using words and proverbs or jokes. But basically what I'm trying to see, say is, whenever, wherever you witness an act of misogyny, please call it out, please speak up, speak out. Um, let us make it clear that this is not okay and this is a hate crime. Say